Hey, good morning, my friends. Good morning, Miss Vicky. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Oh, we missed everybody for a week. Uh, we hope that you had a great week. We had a great week um, of adventures in Toronto. Toronto. Six. Yeah, what was the coolest thing for you? I love Wonderland. Wonderland was the coolest thing. There, were, I went on, was it the first ride or the second ride? First. I went on a ride that looked like a little airplane and the it, it goes around and you can spin it to do a 360 and I went on that and on about the second time around I was going to vomit and so I had to concentrate and focus at one of the lights like that's how I was riding the, the ride and then when we got down I'm like yeah I am very sensitive to motion sickness and so I couldn't do any of the motion rides but I did the roller coaster what was the highlight of your week the the I would say the, I have so many highlights, but the one highlight was finding a piece of food that I've never eaten before in Ukrainian cheesecake. Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like it was, yeah, it was a little sliver of Ukraine <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was cool. That was one of my highlights. I had the food garden called the St. Lawrence Market. Yep. Where was it? The St. Lawrence yep. Market. Yeah, that was that was interesting because it was very culturally diverse. More European than anything. Very European. Very European. I would say the highlight of my week was really how well we got along. Oh. <laughs> I've changed so much. You have. For you to get along with me. Yes. Oh, what a blessing. Vacations are fun, but I feel like we're at, like, day one of school, like, school started again. (laughs) Which is so funny because you always tell me that you don't actually need a vacation because your life is vacation. And yet, as we were driving back, you admitted that you, your brain was full of all the to-do lists and the things that you need. And so... But I wrote my list, which... I think you actually very much do need a vacation and you do well decompress. Everybody. And then when you come back... You turn your brain back on. Yeah. Get fired up. Get fired up. So thank you for that. Thank you, oh, for, thank you for a week away. It was a good week. A change of pace. A change of pace. A change of patterns. A change of, yeah, those to renew, to refresh. What yeah. um, is the date today? I don't even have a clue. I, I believe it's the 11th. It okay. is the 11th. Perfect. So it's my reading day. Thank you for joining us. In our contemplative meditation, um, where we talk about life and recovery and, and a little bit more. Um, but here we go for July 11th. So we're going to take an idea out of this reading and then uh, roll around with it and then take it throughout the day. Uh, because I believe that if we start our day in a meditation, um, God like that's listening. So God will speak to us throughout the day in this. So what if, that's our title, what if. What if, how often we hear these words from those who live with an alcoholic problem? What if? What if? Only two little words, but they're heavy with dread, fear, and anxiety. What if he doesn't come home? What if she doesn't take care of the children while I'm at work? What if he spends all of his paycheck on the liquor? What if? Imagine that happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if dot 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 anything our desperate imaginations can project? Guaranteed, these things can happen and will. But 
when they don't, we have to put ourselves through we we have put ourselves through needless suffering and made ourselves even less prepared to deal with them if they should come. Mm. So today's reminder in the 12 step program, we the answer to what if is don't project. Don't imagine the worst. Deal with your problems as they arise. Live one day at a time. I cannot do anything about the things that haven't happened. I will not let past experiences make me dread the unknown future. Quote of the day. It is a vain and unprofitable thing to conceive either grief or joy for future things, which perhaps will never come about. That's an interesting what if. I heard a speaker say, what if we change the what if to even if? Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. Because what I've come to realize is actually people don't, people don't belong to me. And nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And so can I trust in the care of a, of a loving God who will care for me and care for my loved ones? And, you know, the reality is that I, there's several people that I love and care about who are not here anymore. Yeah. And if I'm going to live tormented by those losses, um, you lose out. Or project them on. Right. You lose out. My kids lose out. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do I, how do I live grateful for what I have Mm -hmm. and not in fear of what could happen? And and the reality is it's hard to live grateful for what you have when your life is like spinning out of control and everything is awful. Oh, something just came to my mind. So that even if, uh, so all of this stuff is, is interesting because it's all happened in our relationship time and time again. So you're, you're like, even on a Friday, Hey, I'll be home after work. I don't come home after work because I stopped in to see the boys at the pub. And then I'll be like, yeah, yeah, save me dinner. I'll come home and I don't come home and I don't come home that whole weekend. And I come home on Sunday evening or Monday morning in time for work. Like, so my work is more or important not. or not, but usually I would. Um, my work was more important than you is what I'm saying. I'll come home for my work, but I'm not coming home to spend the weekend with you. And it's like those things happen regularly. But what if it didn't happen this weekend, but you're thinking it could and you're always on like this tension inside of you. How do you live in the what even if um, even if he doesn't come home, I'm going to be OK because I have this plan. And, and I think that that's a detachment thing in an addictive relationship. Mm-hmm. But I was reminded in my first service to others, I worked at a care home with mentally ill guys. And, and I, would, I, wasn't, I wasn't shy to ask questions. And, and just like, how did your illness start? When did you get sick? And how, do, how does that manifest itself on a daily basis? And, and how about the medication thing? And do you like doing that? Or whatever it is. Um, and so... Most of them would have this concept of the phone is always going to ring at some point. The phone always rings. And they're waiting for it to ring because they're sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is somebody on the other line saying that somebody's dead or that the police are coming to take them because they've been so bad or whatever it is. They're dreading the phone and they're always thinking about it. I'm like... That's what this is, is like, I live in the tension of what if this happens? What Like the phone is going to ring, but I'm highly doubting 
that it is going to be an emergency call or whatever it is. Except, I mean, the reality is that I lived in a state of knowing that something bad was going to happen. You know, the, 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 way, that, the way that life was happening, something bad is going to happen. But me worrying about it doesn't stop it from happening. But, but in, in life, what even, state. even with these guys in the phone calls, something bad will, somebody will say that, Eventually, oh, your father passed away. Everybody or... is going to have people around them who pass away. Mm-hmm, like we're, mm-hmm. we're, so, so the reality is that I actually did, I actually did shift at one point to living in that even if, and I, the way that I thought about it at that point in time was like, I'm going to be okay. Even if. Even if he's never okay. Mm-hmm. And so what does that look like? And how do I best care for my children? How do I mm-hmm. be able to perform at work? How do I be able to get up in the morning? You know, and, and the one day at a time is like, even if this stuff happens, every morning I come to God. And mm-hmm. I build my relationship with God one day at a time. I don't live in tension one day at a time. And I, I come to God and I go, I'm holding this stuff this morning and I just want to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And even if my world collapses, I'm going to be okay because I have a relationship with a God that created all things. Mm-hmm. And so just trusting that process and trusting a God that actually cares for us and um, just being confident in our faith, I think, is a, a daily practice. Yeah, and I became really intentional about asking God to take care of you. Like, God, he's yours. You need to take care of him. And look at us now. We can go on vacations together (laughs) and enjoy each other for a whole week. Yeah, I do really um, appreciate, you know, this reading that I I can't let past experiences make me dread the unknown future. Um, Do you think these things ever? What if I don't come home? What if John doesn't take care of the house while I'm gone? What if he spends all of his money on liquor? No, I mean, occasionally, so, you know, now the thoughts are like, oh, we're getting older, we're getting closer to our 50s, you know, what would that look like if one of us had a serious health condition? Like, so there is the reality of life, you know, or I have friends whose parents are older and parents have passed away. And, you know, so I do think about that of like, oh, you know, people don't live forever. And so how do I spend today valuing those relationships and mm-hmm, valuing mm-hmm. those people um, and being, you know, being aware, you know, like being present. You know? So so even if you don't have this high intense situation, you can still always have what ifs. Yeah. So your what ifs aren't about the specific situations. The what ifs are, are something inside of us that cause tension and um, make us live in the future. So. Someone even asked me that like recently of like, oh no, what if like the pandemic comes back again? You know, like I can't think about that. I can't, it's not that I can't think about it, even but if. I can't live in fear of it. Like I know that I'm going to be, we're going to be okay. Our, I emotionally, internally, mentally, spiritually, things get hard, but I have learned how I can rest how I can trust, how I can connect with God to get more energy, to be fueled for my life, to have purpose for my life, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens. So even if the pandemic closes everything again, I'm not I'm not going to deal with that very well. But even if that happens, 
I know that I'm not going to drink. And I know that even if that happens, I'm going to connect with God and shift gears and do things differently. And there's a time for mourning. Yeah. There's a time for there's a time for lament. There's a time to be angry. There's a time to be sad. There's a you know, it's not about shoving everything under the carpet. That's no, the important no. distinction. It's not about pretending everything's okay. And tra-la-la-la-la. Like, no. Experience the emotions. Like, admit that when I'm angry, you know, admit when I'm really sad and grieving. And, you know, we don't just, like, move on with a big smile on our face. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I can, even if all these things happen. You know, so the meditation today is... Turning away from the what ifs and going even if and and just connecting to God in a deeper way. All right, my friends, it's great to be back on this Monday. Come say hi at the Booch Pit. I'll make you a coffee and pour you a glass of kombucha and we'll hang out. Until then, keep the peace. If you live in Ottawa. If you live in Ottawa. <laughs> keep the peace, be of good behavior, and we'll see you tomorrow.